Welcome to the Radio Bible Course. We've been studying the authority of the Bible. We've been giving evidences of the inspiration of Scripture and the accuracy of the Bible. All this week we've been talking about fulfilled prophecy and how it demonstrates the inspiration by God of the writers of the Bible. Now, all these remarkable expressions of the prophets came to pass in literal fulfillment. Yet they are only a part of what is said in the Old Testament about the Savior of the world and about what God is still going to do. Many, many other prophecies speak about Jesus as the coming ruler and judge and king, and these await fulfillment. Based on the evidence of those fulfilled prophecies, we can be convinced that all that the prophets have written will come to pass. No word of God can fail. And remember that Jesus himself confirmed the authority of the Old Testament. He said it was necessary that all those things that happened to the Messiah, his suffering, his crucifixion, his death and resurrection, he said it was necessary that they all take place. It could not be otherwise. For Jesus said, the scripture cannot be broken. Now, in this, our concluding session on fulfilled prophecy, I want to talk about archaeology and its testimony about prophecy. Since studying archaeology in college and traveling to the Middle East, I have had a major interest in archaeology and prophecy. Each summer, there are dozens of archaeological expeditions uncovering the past in the Bible lands. Since the 1840s, Archaeologists have discovered the remains of ancient civilizations and cities that are mentioned in the Bible. Those cities, by a scientific system of dating, archaeologists have confirmed that those many cities existed when the Old Testament prophets said they did. You see, the Bible is accurate history. And the evidence is overwhelming that cities like Babylon, Nineveh, Samaria, Jericho, Megiddo, Dan, Beersheba, Hebron, and many, many others were inhabited when the writers recorded the events about those cities. One major example of fulfilled prophecy which is astounding is the city of Tyre. You read about it from time to time. It's in the present country of Lebanon. And the Palestinians seem to have a stronghold there. It was the most important city of ancient Phoenicia, but originally it was two cities, a mainland city and an island city. It was a wealthy seaport, 23 miles north of Acre, or called Akko, also called Ptolemaeus, and 20 miles from Sidon. But it had two parts, the rocky coast defense on the mainland and a small but well-fortified island a half-mile offshore in the Mediterranean. When Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt, back in the 14th century B.C., Tyre was an island city in the sea, according to an Egyptian papyrus document. Tyre's merchants sailed to all the ports in the known world, and even King David and Solomon contracted for cedar trees from Lebanon, negotiating with King Hiram of Tyre. Later, the Hebrew prophets denounced Tyre for its idolatry and wickedness, and the people of that city gloated when Jerusalem fell to Nebuchadnezzar in 586 B.C. 
But God had a word for those people of Tyre, and it was spoken through Ezekiel. Listen to chapter 26. In the eleventh year, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, because Tyre has said of Jerusalem, Aha! The gate to the nations is broken, and its doors have swung open to me. Now that she lies in ruins, I will prosper. Therefore this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I am against you, O Tyre, and I will bring many nations against you like the sea, casting up its waves. They will destroy the walls of Tyre and pull down her towers. I will scrape away her rubble and make her a bare rock. Out in the sea she will become a place to spread fish nets, for I have spoken, declares the Lord. She will become plunder for the nations, and her settlements on the mainland will be ravaged by the sword. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Ezekiel wrote more. In verse 12 we read, They will plunder your wealth and your merchandise. They will break down your walls and demolish your fine houses and throw your stones, timber, and rubble into the sea. I will put an end to your noisy songs, and the music of your harps will be heard no more. I will make you a bare rock, and you will become a place to spread fish nets. You will never be rebuilt, for I the Lord have spoken, declares the Sovereign Lord. Well, this prophecy went unfulfilled for many years. Nebuchadnezzar came and captured that city, but he didn't destroy it. He didn't throw it into the sea, as Ezekiel had said. It was not a bare rock. It was a flourishing city, even after that time. But as the centuries rolled by, God raised up another man, and this was the subject of prophecy. The man was Alexander the Great. In 332 B.C., Alexander was on his way to Egypt and came through Phoenicia, or Lebanon today, and the people fled from the city of Tyre on the mainland, they fled with all their wealth out to the island city, which had a wall around it, and was well protected. Not to be denied, Alexander the Great ordered his men to build a causeway out to the city. With what? He said, break down the city, its walls, its timbers, its houses, and throw all that rubble into the sea and build a causeway one half mile out. The causeway was 200 feet wide, and it took many months to do that, but soon enough they reached the island. But then they had to battle the catapults, which were throwing stones and burning sulfur at them. But in time, they captured the island city also and took many into captivity. 8,000 people were killed. 30,000 were sold into slavery. 15,000 people escaped in their boats. Today, if you go to the city of Tyre, you find no city on the mainland. It has been thrown into the sea. It's like the top of a rock. Ezekiel said, They will break down your walls and demolish your fine houses and throw your stones, timber, and rubble into the sea. Who could have predicted how that would ever happen? But God had spoken, and God's word cannot fail. This is a prophecy that was fulfilled literally. No one could have guessed this. 
and the people were astounded when Ezekiel spoke of it. They might have thought he was drunk. Oh, I guess he was drunk, all right, drunk with the Spirit, when he spoke those words. The city of Samaria is another example of precision prophecy. Samaria was the capital of the northern kingdom of Israel. Micah the prophet said, Therefore, I will make Samaria as a heap of the field and as plantings of a vineyard, and I will pour down the stones thereof into the valley, and I will destroy the foundations thereof. And Hosea the prophet in chapter 13 added to that and said, Samaria shall become desolate, for she hath rebelled against her God. And it happened. It happened when Shalmaneser was the king. He was the king of Assyria, and he began the assault on Samaria. But he died, and he was succeeded by King Sargon. And Sargon left us archaeological evidence of how he captured the city, and he wrote, The city of Samaria I besieged. 27,290 of its inhabitants I took and carried into captivity. Fifty of their chariots I seized. The city I rebuilt and made greater than it was before. People of the lands I had conquered, I settled therein. He, of course, was wasting his time, but he didn't know about the prophecy and that Samaria would be destroyed and left desolate. It happened years later. And today there is no Samaria. It's a ruin. I have visited it on one of our tours to the Mideast. Later, Herod the Great rebuilt the city, and he renamed it Sebasti in honor of Augustus. But that city disappeared too. Prophecy against Samaria was fulfilled. There can be no doubt about that. And then there is Babylon. Babylon, of course, was the capital of Babylonia, the present country of Iraq. And Isaiah said, And Babylon, the glory of the kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldees' excellency, shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. It shall never be inhabited, neither shall it be dwelt in from generation to generation. Neither shall the Arabian place tent there, neither shall the shepherds make their fold there. And all this was fulfilled. Jeremiah added to that prophecy, Cast her up as heaps and destroy her utterly. Let nothing be left of her. This was the great city of Nebuchadnezzar. He boasted about its beauty and how he had built it. According to Herodotus, the city had a circumference of about 55 miles, and it was surrounded by a wall more than 300 feet high and 87 feet thick. The famous hanging gardens were there. Isaiah predicted, however, that the mighty city would fall, and it did fall to the Medes and the Persians, and we know when it fell, 539 B.C. King Cyrus was the one who captured it. Well, the city began to decay. Alexander the Great came there, and he tried to rebuild it, but he died there. Soon the city disappeared, and it was covered over with sand, and many centuries later, it was discovered again and excavated, and today you can go to the ancient city of Babylon and see the ruins. You can see Nebuchadnezzar's palace, the testimony of Isaiah and Jeremiah that God would destroy it has been fulfilled. 
My last visit to Iraq was in the spring of 1990. I visited that ancient city of Babylon. No one lives there. People today talk about the Iraqis and Saddam Hussein rebuilding the city of Babylon, but he's not really rebuilding the city. He is restoring the palaces and the temples, so it will be a place to attract visitors and tourists. No one lives there. The prophecy has been fulfilled. Well, for several months we've been talking about the accuracy of the Bible. God has spoken. He has revealed himself through the prophets and the apostles. The word of God is sure. The word of the Lord endures forever. What God has spoken must come to pass. God is not a man that he should lie. That's what Balaam the prophet said in Numbers chapter 23. God is not a man that he should lie nor a son of man, that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Jesus said not one jot or one tittle would fail in the law until all be fulfilled. That's the word of God of which we've been speaking. You can depend upon it. Fulfilled prophecy is one of the greatest of evidences for the inspiration of the Bible. You may be a new listener to the Radio Bible Course. If so, we invite you to write and let us know that you're listening. In return, we'll send you one of our free grace booklets, a booklet that will help you to understand one of the greatest of the words of the Bible. Until next week, this is Nick Calaboda reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 149, 16 Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.